3: This is Hog Reaction Live at Randall Ford, 5,500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. Going to give it to Green, quick opener, left side to the five, touchdown, Arkansas. ESPN Arkansas' coverage behind enemy lines in Starkville, Mississippi, is presented by Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. A law firm offering reasonably priced legal services to our hometown community.
4: One of those rare Razorback moments where they perfectly met your expectations. Nobody in the state gave them a chance, and they went down there and got beat by the Mississippi State Bulldogs today in Starkville. Hog Reaction is on the air here on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. I'm Derek Ruskett in the studio. Tommy Kraft is joining us from Randall Ford at 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, and uh, Tommy, this is what everybody kind of feared might happen, and it's exactly what came to pass today. No K.J. Jefferson, um, no real way to slow down Mississippi State, and now three losses in a row. Oh,
1: and then add to that penalties, add to that poor special teams play, and uh, probably a lot of discussion over the next couple of hours uh, when it comes to uh, the quarterback situation. Who's the, uh, the real two and who's the real three? I'm sure will uh, come up in the text and calls the next couple of hours.
4: Yeah, I think so, because it, it certainly looked to me like um, uh, Malik Hornsby was the backup quarterback. Now, th- it was a very limited sample size with uh, Cade Fortin, but they put him in there and things seemed to spark to life pretty quickly. It seemed to me that the, the if the players had a vote, who they would want to be the, uh, the backup quarterback, because things went a lot better when Malik Hornsby was on the field than Cade Fortin, but... Um, yeah, that's a fast – another another layer to this thing is um, that whole situation with that quarterback. Yeah,
1: you know, and Malik seems to be the quarterback that can keep the offense more on the KJ track. He can run the ball a little more. They didn't really let Fortin even try to run it. He ran some of those reads and RPO-type plays, but not once did he read to keep or did was it designed for him to, to keep it. It didn't appear. Or at least that wasn't the end result of the play. I thought maybe early, uh, just uh, you know, layman's view here is if if Fort went run, it might open some other things up. There's probably a reason why he didn't. But I think when Hornsby came in and was running the football some, we saw that what was it, 52 yards early on the first big chunk play. He got that balanced the offense out a little more, and um, you know, and really made Mississippi State play a little more honest. So uh, we we feared that Malik would come in and we'd know it's going to be all run. But he did throw the ball some, but uh, it really comes down to about three or four big plays. There's obviously some glaring holes in his ability to hit the target on the run when throwing the football, and that became very evident on the
4: third and goal play. Yeah, that was um that's one of those that it's it's hard to understand how you could miss that badly by someone standing so close to you. But you know, what they see down here is not what we see up from uh, up from up top. They're their the eyes are all you know, looking at different things or whatever, but that was a uh, that was one that was just just a misfire. A misfire. And and there were a couple moments like that that were just, you know, things were just a little off. How many dropped interceptions or hands-on potential interceptions did the Arkansas defense have in this game? Um, things like that, when you're a big underdog, they got to go your way. And not many of those things went their way, and 40-17 is the outcome.
1: All right, we're live at Randall
4: Ford, 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort
1: Smith. You can come by and check out the full-size Broncos, the Mach 1 Mustang. they got the new body styles on many of the brand-new 2022s and maybe even a handful of 23s that have arrived here at Randall Ford. And, hey, don't miss out on a selection of pre-owned inventory that's over 225 deep here at Randall Ford. Fourth oldest Ford dealership in America, Randall Ford, Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Speaking about deep, Arkansas clearly – had some defensive problems. They weren't deep in in multiple levels of the defense today. I think one of the questions that we'll get to and should spark a lot of discussion for us, Derek, over the next four or five days is, you know, I understand the reasoning going into the game why Arkansas only wanted to send three, but you stood there seemingly all day and let – Mississippi State get five yards, five yards, six yards, five yards. I mean, why did Leach ever even throw the ball today when Arkansas only had three on the down line and put nobody in the defensive box?
4: It was it was that or you know, there's just a running back standing there open and Rodgers would just flip it to him and, and he would get positive yardage. That, yep. that, it was a yeah, we talked about this throughout the week. What would they do and they did what they have done the past two years, which is drop eight in coverage. And this year, Will Rogers, he deserves a lot of credit. He's surgical out there. He always knew where the right person was in the soft spot of the Arkansas defense, the entire game, the entire game. He was, he was, he was locked in. He knew what they were going to do. And Arkansas couldn't adjust on the fly enough to confuse him. That Arkansas defensively will never got a beat on Mississippi state. It seems like they were guessing all day between the run and the, uh, the pass, the balance, is pretty even as the game, you know, went along there, run and pass. Pardon me while I homer up for a moment. Okay. Um, Arkansas couldn't catch a break, though, when it
1: came to that. Every tip ball – didn't didn't fall into their hands for an interception. The tip balls in the end zone went for touchdowns for State. So mm-hmm. I know that's a, a Schaeferian view on what happened today, <laughs> but there's no question when it came to just some of those things that could break one way or the other. And we saw it early on the touchdown for Mississippi State. Arkansas gets a defensive hand on it. The ball wobbles, shouldn't have been caught, and the guy catches it in his armpit going in full stride. I mean, those kind of things happen consistently today they were there were a few breaks later on in the game that went Arkansas's way but Derek it didn't seem like anything from just the the football gods went any direction towards Arkansas when the ball got a
4: little bit fluttered no that that's that's also true so that you've got to so, so all that happens throughout the game and um again we've seen We've seen a few times. I mean, you go back to the A and M game. There's a break that doesn't go their way. The ball hits the the the, the freaking top of the uh, of, of the upright. Yeah, that it's, happens all the time. It's it's yeah. like it's like some of the bounces you got last year. It the uh, the the house is evening up this year with the Razorbacks yeah. in a lot of ways.
1: Lipping out on birdie putts from twelve feet a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that uh, seemed to be happening today. But, you know, bottom line is Arkansas was understaffed, undermanned, however, whatever term you want to put on it, to go in and win a road game in a place like Starkville. That, hey, we think, oh, Baton Rouge, Knoxville, Tuscaloosa, Athens. Let me tell you, Starkville's a tough place to go win. Uh, it's easier at 11, I would suppose, than at night. But that place is never easy to go get a victory. And Arkansas was just not – staffed well enough today. Too many injuries, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I I believe if KJ plays they win the football game, but I can't tell you exactly I, I don't know that I can prove my
4: work. I don't it's kinda like math class. I don't know if I show all my work on that, but I do think if KJ plays they win. Yeah. It is um our hog reaction show here live at Randall Ford on ESPN Arkansas. So the Ruskin and Zach number is the number you need today. 866 two eight five Four zero zero five. I've got our text line open here. We've got uh, our phone lines ready to roll as we um, try and figure this thing out. I guess if there is uh, something else uh, to to look at, I mean, Arkansas and Sam Pittman, and he talked about this with Chuck Barrett in the post game interview. They did lose three in a row last year before things turned around, and you know nobody remembers that they lost three in a row last year because everything at the end of the year. Went pretty well, including an impressive win over Penn State in the the Outback Bowl. So I guess if there's anything to look at there, I mean, they have they have rallied from this situation before.
1: Yes, and
4: uh,
1: you know now the key is hopefully KJ Jefferson's healthy. You go to play in a different time zone. I think one benefit of playing early is you got at least three, four, or five more hours to get everybody healed up, back to town, into the training rooms tonight. Um, you know all of those things and then you got to go play in a strange place you've never been before, you've never taken the team playing there before, you've never hoteled there before, you don't play at this altitude normally. Uh, you know, keep going on and on. You got some obstacles to overcome, but the first thing you got to do for next week is get your quarterback back. So, um you got to stave off field you know, three game skids. You know, they're they're problematic in the SEC for sure. Four game skids even though this isn't a non-conference game certainly uh, doesn't set the tone for the for the back end
4: of the season. All right, we are uh, ready to go here on Hog Reaction. Uh, let's go to the phones right now and hear from John in Fort Smith. Good afternoon, John.
2: Hey guys. Hey. Hey, listen. I, I realize the uh, the Arkansas media love Sam and he's a good good boy and we're we're way back. Everybody understands that, but at some point, there's some tough questions need to be asked. Like, uh, you, you had all spring. Summer or fall, and you're telling me you couldn't find a package or some way to get Malik Ormsby on the field. Uh, that's one. Two. Uh, you you rush three all day. You get picked apart, and you refuse to make any kind of adjustments. I mean, these guys are making a lot of money, and there was some. There was some. But Chad Morris' top decisions made oh. out there today on the sidelines. Ooh. So, uh, you what? know, the media instead of throwing him some softballs this week, they might ought to, you know, ask him some tough questions w- for once.
4: Would you be interested, John, to know that Pittman through 29 games has one fewer win than Bobby Petrino? Uh,
2: I mean, I'm, I'm, I know we're we're a lot better off than we were. Nobody's saying that, but but you just compared things, him to Chad yeah. Morris. Well,
4: it, it's Ch- some of the decisions. You can't say it both Chad ways.
1: Morris
4: Chad Morris never got <laughs> to 29 games, by the way. I was looking up coaches through their first totally. 29 <laughs> games. Yeah, he got to 22 and then was uh, given the heave-ho. John, I, I mean, appreciate the, uh, John, the phone John, I know call. you're frustrated,
1: but come on, man. I mean, um, today's game turned on personnel, right? I mean, I can't make a great decision in the kitchen if I don't have good groceries. I, I'm, I'm I probably could come up with a better analogy than that, Derek. But I mean, that's essentially where I mean. I won't say he had one hand tied behind his back, and it's his job as the coach to get the personnel. But how many? And we saw Alabama do it last week, so I, I, I know. But how many other than Alabama can put their backup quarterback in and go to on the road and win? Right. I mean, that's. I mean, now now where I'll get with John on some of that is maybe you want to question some of the the, the defensive strategy decisions now. None of us know more than the coaches. Let's don't pretend like we do. But it, you know, it, it was just on repeat today. Why did Arkansas rushing more? And it seemed like at the end of that half, first half, when they did send more pressure, things got a little better on getting to Will Rogers and shutting down State. So
4: I think now, John, if you want to give us something, that's a decision I yeah. can get on board talking about. Yeah, I think that there, there's there's some merit to that. I also think it's difficult in these types of systems. That Mississippi State runs to really rush the passer. Will Rogers isn't gonna play action seven step drop where you've got time. He's usually getting rid of the ball pretty quickly. So And he's you're, also not going to KJ and find the crease and go, you know, 60. So or, or like we saw last week. And know? this is this is why the air raid works, because the dilemma is drop everybody back and and, and cover it and he'll find the soft spot. Or if you bring a bunch of people you're, you're, they're out of position, and if the if the guy he completes it to miss it, makes one man miss, he goes seventy yards. So this is the dilemma that you're yep. dealing with when you're dealing with an air raid offense, because we did see this right when Arkansas heavily went after some of these quarterbacks. They got past that first and only wave, and then there was no safety help back there, and. Those dudes were gone, so it's it's a it's it's a tricky spot for Barry Odom right now. Let me come back to some math here, Derek. Because here is what you are saying:
1: How many they let play on the defensive side? They
4: have eleven. And Arkansas rush three. Yeah.
1: Now you can only send five eligibles downfield. So essentially, what happened all day when Will Rogers went thirty-one of forty-eight for almost four hundred yards is eight couldn't cover five. Right. So if 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 we take one of those eight away to send one more on the line, now we got seven to cover 5. I mean that's ultimately the the chess game that that's what that's the, 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 the when you boil it down to low gravy that's the chess game going on out there. How many do you want to rush because one more that you rush is one less covering as many uh, as a maximum
4: of 5 eligible receivers. If if you want to you know John brought up some some big picture stuff. If you want to talk some big picture stuff, they are really not that great in the secondary. And I know there's a lot of people missing out there Obviously, Catalan would help. Slusher would help, but they are maybe the maybe, quality depth's a problem. Yeah, maybe not not good is the wrong way to put it. They they are very very thin. Once you get past the first line, it is a it is a drop off with some of those guys out there.
1: But you know, going after Will Rogers, let me look over Will Rogers' rushing stats today. Oh, he didn't have any. Uh, you know, so I mean, when you look at, at rushing, I mean th- that's one thing that you know this quarterback was not a threat to get outside and run on you. So I mean. That's also part of, I think, how
4: you're playing them and part of Barry Odom's strategy. All right, Hog Reaction here with you, 866-285-4005 as we recap Arkansas and Mississippi State and the Bulldogs winning it 40-17 to today in Starkville. Um, a couple other things I was listening to, and, and we'll try to get this audio turned around so we can play it for you, but I was listening to Pittman talk about KJ, and he uh, he had some some, he said more about this than he said all week about the uh, KJ Jefferson situation. But basically, um, you know, he did very little, and Pittman kind of decided on Thursday because of the fact that he'd done very little work. That I'm I'm just not gonna I'm not I'm not playing him now. He wasn't medically cleared either. I don't believe, but. It was, no. um, if he had been, it wasn't. I wouldn't a, have admitted it <laughs> if it was, <laughs> but he, uh, but it's just it was not, it was not ever going to happen. They go through the charade, put him through the uniform, all that stuff, uh, pregame, but he was never, uh, going to play, uh, this week. And they believe that he will be available next week when they go to Provo to take on BYU. So it's that's your only chance, yeah. Generally, I mean, because you're let's be honest, you're playing a what I would perceive right now is a
1: better team, at least the polls say. BYU is a better team, so um, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough place to go win next week. Hey, we're at Randall Ford, 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. they got a ton of selection right now. If you're looking for a three-quarter ton diesel or a half ton diesel, you need to do something. you got a heavy trailer. you got a work trailer. You need to haul it. They've got it. They've also got a Dodge Dually in stock. So if you've driven everywhere, looked online, done it all, you hadn't been here because they got a selection right now of the heavy-duty trucks that you can check out. On the other end of the spectrum, they've also got a good selection of vehicles under $20,000. That means payments $300 or less. We're going to be here for a little while. Come see us at Randall Ford. And, Derek, I'm also told we got to call Ty here
3: in a little bit. That's okay. What
1: the, that's what the board of directors has uh, directed us to do because yeah, he is behind enemy lines, and we need to make sure he gets back across the Mississippi River. So we'll check in with him if he's got any hearing left at all after oh. spending uh, his day at uh, in Starkville at uh, Davis Wade Stadium.
4: So. I, as I get older, it becomes more and more irritating to – to watch a game at Davis Wade Stadium, and that's just on television. I can't imagine being there. <laughs> yeah, I cannot imagine being there. Uh, we will. Uh, let's get to Pig Suey here real quick. He's called us up on Hog Reaction. Hey, Pig Suey, what's up?
2: Hey, man, I had a long time to not call in, but man, I'm just going to say, you know, once again, I think not hiring an experienced head coach to focus on depth. I mean, these injuries shouldn't, even though we had them, shouldn't have created a blowout situation by Mississippi School. That's always the standard we've had in the SEC. Can we beat the Mississippi schools, and we can't. And you know, and so I think this Sam Pittman experiment is somewhat unraveling at this point. I mean, he can he can change it up. I mean, we personally like him, and that's another issue. Is he a players' coach? He's
5: I mean, you one over the it's fans? His first loss
1: to would,
4: Mississippi State. And would you be interested to know he's one? He's through twenty nine games. Bobby Petrino had sixteen wins. Sam has fifteen.
2: Well, okay, that's a statistic, but I mean, we're probably going to lose out the rest of the
4: year. Maybe you really? It's win you, on the schedule. You think they're never going to win again?
2: I, this year, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. Who are we going to beat?
4: So you, you you really believe that, though? <sighs> Come on, we're over. I think we've
2: got one more win that's guaranteed. After that, I'm not sure.
4: You, you don't know, think the, oh, the secondary?
2: To... The way I mean, Missouri State put up so many points against our secondary. I mean, Barry Odom should – I mean, if we were Auburn – well, I don't want to talk about Auburn, but Barry Odom would be fired walking off the field with some of these defensive performances. So at the end of the day, I mean, we should be upset. We like Sam Pittman. We're going to give him a chance. But if he doesn't fire coordinators for poor performance and we don't improve next year, then this experiment is probably going to be over. This
1: isn't an experiment. <laughs> like this is this is, this is, what is not they're, some, they're this in this thing now. Yeah, he's not the interim head coach.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. I mean, he. What I mean, I, I got my game notes here. Let me just check, make sure my memory hasn't failed me. What happened the last two years under Sam Pittman's leadership against Mississippi State?
4: They won both of those games. They won nine games just uh, a, a year and, ago.
1: And to make the point even further, Mississippi State in 2020 was ranked 16th. I know it was the COVID year. Last year, 17th. And Arkansas wasn't ranked in either of those ball games. Uh, Arkansas did lose last year to Ole Miss. But, that, you know, that game came down to one play at the end. And what was it, 53-52 or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. You know, so, I mean, it, you know, I I what I hear from the, from the first two calls is just frustration. And listen. I'm sure you are as well as I am. I'm fighting it off, too, but let's not run o- off a cliff here. I mean,
4: I-, I hear a bit of a hog overreaction to rename the show right now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I-, I just can't. I- I've sat here far too many times, and-, and you and I both have sat here far too many times and thought, well, that's it. Let's just sack the bats. It's over. And oh. then, And then it turns around at some point. It's just a total overreaction, like you said. <laughs>
1: The idea you're not going to win again, folks. You're still playing Auburn. You're still playing Missouri. Yeah. You got Liberty in a non-conference game next week. You may not win. I don't know. It's it's going to take a much better effort on the road at BYU. But, but the idea they're going over the rest of the way. No. Come on. I mean, the sun is going to rise tomorrow. Let's
4: uh, let's get through the bye week. Let's get some of these uh, injured players back, and uh, and let's let's see if they can win in November. Because I mean. Frank Burrell's coined it, it's totally perfect. They remember what you do in November and and we will and if Sam Pittman is able to rally this team somehow and um and win in November and 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 get to a bowl game and, and, and et cetera, et cetera, then um all of a sudden none of this will be remembered. Just like no one remembers last year's three game losing streak. Because because of how the season ended up there. Now what is slipping away quickly? is the thought of nine
1: games in the regular season, maybe ten for a bowl. that That's going to be uh, a little far-fetched yes, um, at this point. Maybe even eight in the regular season is going to become a little more difficult now with, what, your third loss. So, I mean, it becomes a math equation at some point. But, yeah, so it's razor thin on having a better record or even an equal record. But, you know, the idea
4: they're not going to win, I come on, I, I can't get on board with that. But I can't – listen, Colin Cowherd says it, trees don't grow to the sky. Like – you can't run an operation where the expectation is every year win more games and the first time you don't blow everything up and start over. That's not, that's not ever going to work. It's, that's not the way it is. So, um, I, as you would probably uh, uh, imagine, Tommy, I never thought they would win 10 games anyway this year. So, I'm still kind of, um, I mean, things are still kind of in line with what, how I thought this season would play out. Some people... You know, we're a little bit more um, bathing in the Kool-Aid apparently during yeah. the summertime, and that happens when you're coming off of a bowl win in nine games. I get it. And I was
1: I was in more of the seven or eight camp, depending on which day of the week you you caught me, what mood you caught me in, but because um, cause you just looked at the schedule, it didn't have you know. But the you know, uh, the idea that this is an experiment is this is not an experiment. You, you know, how many times has it been said by you know not not us but callers. Uh, about you know Sam Pittman being the right man for the job and the and his passion for this university and all these I mean we've seen him hire good coaches retain those we've seen advances in recruiting uh, and where Arkansas you know ranks and ends up in in the recruiting ranking. so um, I get the frustration today but let's not let's not let frustration turn into stupidity
4: let's uh, get one more here uh, Jay is uh, calling us from Rogers hello Jay.
2: Hey, what's happening, fellas? Not much. Hey, um, I'm on the same page with you guys pretty much to a tee. Um T. First of all, I've lived here my whole life. I am 45 years old, been a Razorback fan forever. And uh, every year I get one of the magnets from the gas station or wherever, and I pick it up and fill it out and see how I do on wins and losses. And, uh, this year, I'm unfortunately, I haven't. I haven't missed a game. I'm six for six.
3: Wow. And I
2: actually have us going on a five game. Listen to. Let, let me get through the whole thing before you uh, get too upset. Uh, <laughs> but I have us going on a five game losing streak uh, and then winning the last three out of the four to end up at six and six. And I want to say that Sam Pittman is the man for the job. You could not find before you get some of these moronic callers calling in saying, you know, whatever they're going to say, Sam Pittman is the man for the job. You will not find a man that will put his heart and soul and passion into game prep and developing the kids and doing the best that you're going to get. I mean, we're in the we're in the best conference, the best, you know, we're in the SEC West. We're in the best conference out of any conference in the nation. And to just because they lose a few ball games, there was a, you know, if we could have turned around the, the fourth downs and third downs today, this would have been a whole different ball game. If we had our starting quarterback, this would been a whole different ball game. I'm not saying we would have won, but we, it would have been a whole different ball game. Well, so uh, I just wanted, you know, just give them a break, guys, and don't, not you guys, but the fans, just don't don't be the shit
6: that's
4: all I got to say. Appreciate well, your show. Jay, there are people out there who are only happy when they're miserable and um and they are uh, ready to uh, be miserable and tell everybody about it. That's been my experience uh, over the last couple weeks here with uh, especially last week with, with Alabama it, and you know I was talking to us a, a fan of another SEC school that's not that's not a good team. And he was telling me like your fans are crazy. Like we're actually bad at this school. Like you guys are in pretty good, pretty good spot. You know, you played Alabama, you didn't win today. Mississippi State's got one of, if not the best, quarterbacks uh, in the league. Um, so I think there are people that I don't know. They just love they love to be miserable sometimes. Tommy.
1: Well, you, you know, these programs have historically been even. Maybe Arkansas has been a little better in the last thirty years than than State. Um, Arkansas had won eight times. In Starkville, they the the series is now even in Starkville at eight games apiece. But Arkansas has won two of the last three, and um, I, I mean, I'm disappointed in today. But let's not let's not say this program is headed in the wrong no. direction based on what happened today. I, I don't like where this team is headed. It has more to do with personnel than has all to do with personnel, and not anything to do with coaching. I haven't lost my faith in the coaches. I'm just disappointed that injuries
4: have decimated yeah. uh, their ability to make better. Hey, Arkansas. Couldn't get it done with a backup quarterback and a bunch of other issues injury-wise out there with Mississippi State. And early on, most people want to make this an entire referendum on the Sam Pittman era at Arkansas. But, Tommy, everybody I ran into didn't think they had a chance to win this game all week anyway. So then the game meets your expectations, and some people are still kind of frustrated about that, I guess.
1: Well, and I think, you know, but there's always the caveat, but if K.J. plays, you know. Oh, well, yeah. And he didn't and became pretty, you know, it came obvious when he wasn't going to start that he wasn't going to play. I mean, that was the one thing I kind of thought of, and I think, well, that doesn't make any sense. Coaches aren't going to put him in after a few series because then you get, all you do is open yourself up to, well, why didn't you start him? So you knew when he didn't start he wasn't going to play. and uh, But this game really comes down to, defense i mean arkansas still passes for 242 they ran it for uh 241 yards derek those are enough numbers to win now probably a little light on the points obviously uh special teams hamstrung them some throughout the day but uh offensively they were they were able to move the ball they just couldn't get it across that magic line at the end of each field
4: well and and the we're getting uh, a few texts here and we've gotten some calls as well why did they not do something different defensively when it was obvious that the plan of only oh. bringing three guys was not going to work. Why didn't they go to something else sooner in the game? They did change it up a little bit, as you mentioned there, but this is so far, this is also a dictate as, as far as just the game itself, not the entire state of the program, but the game itself. The big question is why did Barry Odom um, run the plan the way he did throughout most of the game?
1: Well, the talking points, as you like to call them, for the week will be two things, I think. A, the the, the issue you just laid out, why weren't their defensive changes made to send more pressure and try to cover up to five receivers with seven rather than eight? Uh, that the, the brief times they did it, it seemed to work. I think the other question is going to be is uh, about Malik Hornsby and about why uh, this quarterback situation that we've been hearing Cade Fortin was the number two, and I believe that. What, what the coaches are apparently seeing in practice is not what unfolded on the field today and, and hasn't been because Coach was very clear that Cade Fortin's been the number two for a few weeks, I believe is his exact word. Yep. Well, Malik looked decidedly better, and I think clearly what we got to see today is either Malik's a gamer or uh, you know just th- things fell right, but he was, to me, noticeably better than Cade Fortin because he brought another element in. Derek, I thought what was important is he keeps the offense kind of in the same, the same vein, if you will, of what KJ does.
4: It's, a, it's another tricky situation because if you're just basing it all on practice, then probably Fortin, I mean, they have the practice video. We don't. Uh, Fortin was probably the better guy. But you get into the situation, and we've seen Hornsby very limited in actual games today. We saw him a lot in a game, and like you said, he's got one of the – it seemed like today anyway – He's got that kind of gamer thing going on, where maybe he's not the best practice player, but when it is time to at 11 a.m. to get the thing going, yep. he shows up and is and is in some ways a different different player. He's saving it for the game and not, you know, expending a lot on, on the practice field. I guess
1: there was a guy named Matt Jones that was uh, labeled that way. That he oh, was yeah. a, he was a gamer and uh, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily why in practice, but when the lights came on, he got. Got pretty good. I, I'm never one of the – you can't say, you know, boy, these coaches have killed it in the transfer portal. They know exactly what they need. They can evaluate that talent. You can't tell me that out of one side of your mouth. And then over here I, I saw tweets tweet say, these coaches clearly don't know what they're looking at in practice. Well, you can't have it both ways, you know. I, I believe the coaches know exactly what they're looking at. I believe they always know more than any of us listening or talking. And that, uh, you know, sometimes you make the right decision and it still doesn't work out. But clearly, something based on what they're seeing in practice didn't equal to what we saw. Also saw today, where it became evident, Hornsby was the was the person to guide the offense in place
4: of uh, KJ Jefferson. All right, let's hear from Joe in Avoca. Hi, Joe. You're on Hog Reaction. Hey guys.
7: Hey. I, I don't want to say that I don't want to call to fire anybody or anything like that, but I believe to get. De- Today's game was lost on the very first play Mm -hmm. when they kicked the kickoff out of bounds. And for men, it was just a comedy of errors. It wasn't because of injuries. It was because of stupid plays. The the start of the second half when he tried to run it out of the end zone, got caught on a one. I, I mean, it reminds me of the Cowboys. It's like watching the Cowboys. It, it just one stupid play after another
3: yeah
7: and uh, no i don't want anybody to be fired but i just don't believe they got a chance to beat uh, utah i believe the owe you to stick it to them.
1: We
4: the well anyway <laughs> thanks thank you joe they're playing byu not utah yeah, that's yeah. but uh, yeah. anyway we get yeah. your point yeah,
1: yeah. You know, he's, he's right, though. That, that was kind of a bad omen. You know, what did Bob Uecker say in Major League? You can tell a lot about how the uh, – maybe you can tell a lot about the opening kickoff that did go out, put the ball the 35. Then, was it, Isaiah Nichols jumped off sides on the second play on a hard count, and then Arkansas had another penalty for being in the neutral zone uh, on that drive. They had three penalties. uh that first drive from State uh, ended at 11:15 after their first score, and it just – it appeared that Arkansas was ten, uncertain maybe at the line of scrimmage. They didn't look yeah. comfortable, and they, um, they were only putting five up front earlier. It was – you know, they just – they kind of looked out of sorts early.
4: Yeah, I thought, well, you know, the opening drive, Mississippi State's been scheming it up all week, scripting it, so this will be, you know – There'll be adjustments here, and and things will slow down at some point. But they never really slowed down throughout the course of the game. They had that kind of, that kind of success, like you have on an opening drive. You've been working out, working at all week, kind of throughout most of the, the game today, yeah. for Mississippi State and Will Rogers, who they tried desperately to get to 400 yards passing, but they came up five yards short today.
1: Yeah, Kate Fortin came in for the first Arkansas series, missed two passes, just just badly missed him. He looked nervous. Um, unsettled uh, in that and then got sacked probably the worst sack of the day for arkansas was in that first series taken back to third and long and then max fletcher his only punt of the day went 25 yards yeah he got to hook after that
4: he did we're we'll talk about that coming up because fans have been clamoring for that for weeks and it finally came to pass today Back at it here on Hog Action on ESPN Arkansas forty to seventeen Mississippi State over Arkansas the Razorbacks are three and three on the season. Ty Richardson was there in Starkville. Uh, I think he has hearing still. Well, I guess we'll find out here as we uh, as we get this conversation started. Hi,
1: <laughs> can you hear us, Ty? Right. <laughs> uh,
2: boys, I'm here. But I'll tell you what, I was not smart to not heed Andrew Hutchinson advice and get earplugs because those things were rattling. And the good thing is when I went over and watched the rest of the game in the Arkansas section, it was kind of the farthest away from the Cowboys. But that press box opened and they are just right under you. It was loud in there.
1: Well, what was it like there today watching it unfold? Uh, Derek and I watched as, you know, the opening kickoff goes out of bounds and then it didn't seem to get much better from there for a while.
2: Well, and I, I had forgotten this, but, Bates actually was offered out of Mississippi State uh, for scholarship, and he elected to come to Arkansas as a walk-on. So he's probably feeling some nerves. Coach didn't mentioned that after. I mean, Tommy, I don't, I don't want to come back to Arkansas. I'm just going to drive my car straight to the Mississippi River. And there was, there was a point in the second half that was like, all right, they just they ended on a high note. The first 21-10, you're like, all right, momentum. And Then AJ Green muffs the punt or most muffs the kickoff, and then basically gets it out to the one-yard line and. They just kind of took over in that second half, and they got stopped on basically four, four straight plays inside the two- or three-yard line. It's not Arkansas'
1: day, boys. Yeah, and let me tell you, because I, I checked with some buddies of mine that work college football, because I know in high school what that, that play would have been a touchback. Yeah. I, the way it was explained to me by people that, that work on Saturdays is if he'd have just down that ball in the end zone, Arkansas gets it at the 20. But I don't think that thought's going through your head. Runs it out, gets it at the no, one No, that's it. And,
2: and that's what – Coach Pittman said after the game, Tommy, so you're 100% right. And you just had some balls. That's, and gosh, that's because I mean, he never possessed God, it. That,
1: that, that's the key there. He <laughs> never possessed it. He only muffed it.
2: Correct. But in that situation, I'd do what he did, just to be honest. Because they had like four or five chances of a pick on Will Rogers. That's the question I asked Coach Pittman after. I was like, Coach, do you feel like y'all were going to get one? And he's just a man. Like he, he, you could tell that, that that frustrated him that they didn't get an interception. Because Rogers gave him a few gifts. They just kind of spat in his face <laughs> kind of spit back in his face and they didn't take advantage of it so I don't I it was just frustrating to watch and you know what I hate most is everyone's been so nice down here I got like a hundred f-bombs when I was in Oxford but I every there's not been a single interaction that I've had with state fans that's been bad in any way so I'm staying another night uh we uh I've I've got a buddy that's like, Hey, you just want to crash, so I'm gonna stay another night here and enjoy the cod district round two, Tommy. Which is well, gonna we, be all expensive
1: course, right? Well, uh, <laughs> see, you know, our coverage behind enemy lines, Derek, is brought to you by Mock Legal Solutions. Yes. Um, you know, you know what you pay up front. we thought they were going to pay us. This is probably going to turn into some kind of trade out to get tie out of <laughs> That's right. What what's the county there? I don't know what county jail you may end up in tonight, but uh, <laughs>
2: Oh uh, well, we're we're at mugshots right now. It's yeah, that's that's apropos.
1: That's, that's that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I think least, that may I be mean, foreshadowing uh, a little bit, but it's,
2: it's, uh, okay, it probably is. Yeah, but no, so, I, honestly, Tommy, you should re- you should refund Jackie because apparently um, Arkansas defense didn't travel when they were paying for this coverage. Wow. They were paying for the wow. entire team to travel, but well. Arkansas's defense did not.
1: Yeah. Can I expense that out of your check? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you like spending no, my money,
1: let me spend a little of yours. Hey, so no, uh, I'm man, sure it,
2: it works.
1: I'm sure it came up. So what was Sam's? Because we got the audio, we didn't played any of it yet. What was Sam's answer? I'm sure he was asked about only rushing three and not sending more. What what was um, what was the explanation Coach gave on the defensive strategy today and how many they were sending?
2: So they lost. I think it was Corey and Jaden Johnson during the course of the game and. That, that was the plan to mix it up, but he was kind of alluding to they didn't have the personnel to to put him in certain situations where they could that he felt like they could do that. And I mean, you got a you got a kid that hadn't played corner since the tenth grade that's on your two defense, Sam and Bakay. I don't i gonna be honest, I don't know if he played it there or not, but I mean it was just awful right now. Their best probably their second best player outside of Catalan flushers out today. They just don't have anybody back there and uh, Hudson had to switch to safety. I didn't think he, he got balled going to the end zone that one play. But oh, man, I didn't think he yeah, was horrible. just <laughs>
1: got just yeah. trucked. He got trucked about a yard. But he's a yard in the end zone, it looked like. I mean, what what good are yeah. you there? What good are you to your team well, in the end zone?
2: You know? He, uh, he just got run over. I think that was Dylan Johnson that just put him in his place. And I think Hudson's about 175 and Dylan's probably 220. So well,
3: I, <laughs> a little, I bit, tell of you a, little
2: <laughs> bit of a weight difference between
3: those two. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Ty Richardson with us live in Starkville. So, um, what now? Three and three. I mean, it, the the health thing is 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 a big problem. But there's you know, they can't go and sign a bunch of guys off the off the practice squad to uh, to help that out during the um during the upcoming week. Ty. I mean, they kind of got what they got right now. They need Benny Hinn up there.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Jeez.
2: Well, you say what now? Well, now it's time to drink after this well, interview, Derek. I've got course. a nice, cool, crisp Bud Light that's waiting for me at mug shots. But to your actual football question, I don't know. Jared Hall, of the three that they face between Bryce, John, Will Rogers, he's the third. But it's not like there's a huge drop-off. I mean, they got a test in Provo. And I one of the questions I asked from the pool is, like, how do you guys prepare yourself for that altitude similar to Colorado? And obviously, they're going to Utah. It's so like, we just need more conditioning. I mean, this defense looks gassed. They've been out on the field a lot, and I expect BYU to – I know they're playing – I don't know what time that Notre Dame game is today if it's even occurred, but I know they're going to be uh, coming off a really uh, important matchup to them against the Fighting Irish. So, I think I better bring it next week. You, you don't want to turn this three-game skin into four. And at that point, I mean, I'm just, it's not like they're going to put you, me, and Tommy in the secondary. I don't I don't know what the thing is. I'm and ready. Odom's background <laughs> is back end, I. He's just got – when you got when you lost as much as they have, I, I don't know what. To, I, that, that, that's why he's getting paid the big bucks. That's why he's getting well, paid. He can pay two, or it, he's
1: just getting paid one, right? One something, one six maybe. Does it matter? <laughs> I mean, could he make better decisions than we were making with the personnel he has available if he's making two versus one six? I mean, it, it, no. I mean, it's. I, I kind of equated to cooking a meal. I mean, if you want a filet mignon, I go and open the fridge, and I got. Ham, turkey, and bologna. You know, I mean, and you know, I'm not disrespecting the guys he's got left, but I mean, he can't put cattle on. he can't put Slusher out right there. You go down the list. I mean, to, there's a limit on the decisions, guys. He can he can make.
4: To to me, the 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 if you wanna if you wanna talk about um, that side of it, it's it's in the fact that these guys aren't ready yet. I don't know if they're good or not. It's it's too early to tell with with some of these guys that are having to play, but they're definitely not ready. And you if you want to make a criticism there that not having these guys ready to go and maybe being too dependent on, well, we've got, the, we've got Slusher, we got Catalan, we're set. We don't need to get anybody else ready. Cause some of these guys clearly aren't ready for prime time yet.
2: Yeah. And I mean, if you're, if you're, and I don't know who the OC at BYU is, but it's not like it's a secret either. I mean, everyone knows nope. you can attack the Arkansas secondary and it's going to be, I'm watching Ole Miss and start flinging around a little bit and, We'll see what Jaden Johnson and that football team does when LSU comes to town. And I think mean, Charlie Brewer just in time when Liberty comes, it's going to be healthy again. When <laughs> Liberty, the flames travel to fame though, well, of course it well, is tough. just in time for Arkansas. So they got some quarterbacks. They got to play in these next few weeks. And after the buy that aren't exactly slouches. And if I'm a guys, if I'm a QB and I'm looking at that defense, I'm licking my chops every single down. Cause well, I feel like I could take advantage of them and, and hit them for a deep ball. And they just, I mean, it's hard to get pressure. Three, Rogers had all day to throw. I mean, he, he looked like he could barbecue a chicken back there in the pocket. <laughs> it was it's just a, it's a tough situation right now for Odom.
1: Well, I mean, but if they're only going to put five in the box, they're. Going, I mean, why would you ever throw it?
3: Yeah. I
2: mean,
1: state average 4.7 and early in the game was probably more like seven or eight. I mean, Arkansas didn't yeah. make the adjustments to that because I guess they can't is the only thing I can – I mean, but Dylan Johnson, 17 carries, 100 flat on the yardage today. Uh, Why would – I I just thought – you say these OCs are just going to throw it. I'm not so sure that they're not going to run it if Arkansas put the same defensive scheme on the field next week.
2: Well, you can do a lot of things against this defense right now. They're hurting not just physically but mentally as well. And I don't know how you get over that hump, but they've got to figure it out. I think Coach Sounded – Confident that KJ might be back. That's at least how I took his answer yeah. when asked about what Tom asked that question. But guys, what if KJ done? I mean, I listen. Malik made some plays today, but he missed a wide open Matt Landers on that certain goal that would have got that touchdown. I mean, there were a couple plays that he made. I was like, wow, he's he's playing today. And there are other plays that he have guys wide open. and just miss them. So I I think you need KJ for next week, and that's my that's the. That's a pressing issue. We'll probably be hitting on during the morning rush after I'm Zach all week.
1: All right, Derek, let's ask him this question. We'll find out if he's been drinking already. Mm-hmm. Um, if KJ had played today, do they win the game?
2: No. i he's been I don't drinking. Think so. say, I mean, he's Rogers. been drinking. He's already Rogers. been into it. <laughs> Rogers ripped him oh, wow. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I haven't had a few. That's the thing, man. <laughs> the fans are giving us beers. They gave us this. Uh, they gave this hogwash. That I thought you didn't drink urban on the clock. Earlier. I mean it was oh,
1: don't drink on the phenomenal. Clock. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, but no, that's only in Arkansas. It's a big difference. We're
4: oh,
1: out of. Oh,
2: we're behind yeah. enemy lines. We're out of state lines. There's a big difference. Major
4: across to major you, body no, of uh, water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to blend in behind enemy lines, Tommy. You yeah. know that
2: exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I know. So listen, which I'm did you? But blending in, I had the, I had the the cowboy had the red out last night. There's some, uh, there's some, uh, well, pretty uh. Pretty girls in these parts. It's uh, well, it's an SEC town. The SEC. It's pretty,
1: Most schools pretty have pretty girls. Yes. If you're going to blend in, yep. go to the gas station, get you some M Bubba teeth, and uh, <laughs> take that. Where, where'd you say he was going? <laughs> what was that place you're going? The Cotton uh, District. We're at mugshot. We're at
2: Mugshots, we're Mug Mugshots. now, you get you, Tommy. But we'll go to I, the Cotton District
1: later. Yeah, I'm sure they got him a quick pick somewhere down the road. Go get you some Mbubba <laughs> teeth off that rack at the truck stop, and you'll fit right in there in Starkville. All
2: right. Well, hey. <laughs> Yeah, it's. uh, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like, we we had a discussion with Clay. Hey, which fan base do you most get along with? And he suggested South Carolina. But I think there's a lot of similarity between Arkansas and Mississippi State fans. I kind of like them. I never thought anything differently in Starkville, but I, I got a pretty good reputation of it now. Based Top on lot, that,
1: yeah. you're just going to have to arm wrestle me and Derek for the next trip to Starkville. Yeah. I can just tell you we're we're going to be chomping at the bit. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, man, what's going to happen there, man? Hey, let's go to Duty well, Noble. You want to go get, to Duty Noble?
4: Yeah, <laughs> so, why not? Well, oh man,
1: <laughs> we got
2: we got Auburn coming up. Auburn. The, there's a there's a few nightlife activities there that apparently are pretty legendary. So we'll see if we can cross yeah. that off the list. See how it compares to. <laughs>
1: Well, I hear the start Provo
4: next week is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, they, they roll up the sidewalks at 7 o'clock in Provo. Is that right?
1: <laughs> here, I'm in for quite a time. <laughs> That's week.
4: right. All right, Ty, uh, thank uh, you, sir. Can we call you back about three All more right. times before we're done?
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm drinking. I'm not answering the phone the rest of the way.
4: Okay. Well, a dereliction of duty there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll put that in the personnel file.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's going in the, that's going in the report, what the, uh, the the monthly report as a, it's it's monthly. it's docking points or whatever. Weekly. <laughs> Weekly report. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll Ta- file will file that with the board of directors. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is Hog Reaction live at Randall Ford, 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. The 4th oldest Ford dealership in America. Jefferson gives it to Sanders straight ahead, fighting for the goal line. Touchdown Arkansas. Behind enemy lines in Starkville, Mississippi is presented by Mock Legal Solutions.
4: We are here on Hog Reaction on ESPN at Arkansas hit that line.com. Tommy Kraft, live at Randall Ford. Derek Ruskin here in studio. You want to hear from a Longhorn fan?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Because they crushed, crushed Oklahoma today.
4: Well, Brian in Ozark is here to pour salt in the Razorback fans' wound. Hey, Brian, what's Uh, up?
7: Hey, what's what's going on?
1: How are y'all?
4: We're doing all right.
1: We're going to give you a short leash on this, you know.
7: (laughs) Yeah, I'm on a dog Arkansas. Like you think I'm going to? I mean, obviously, I like think a lot of people are wrong about Texas because they are a great team, and i proved
1: that the last few weeks. But is Texas back? <laughs> Texas is back. A not, great no, team. I'm
7: not ready to say that, but, you know. Well, if they're a great Texas,
1: team. I mean, come on.
7: They they are a great team, and guess what? They played Alabama closer than any other SEC team will. You made be so right about that's, that. There's something right there. Yeah. They should have beat Alabama. They got robbed on a safety, so well, that's that I is mean, that,
4: that is t- that is the talking points from um, from the Big Twelve offices. Yes, it's what I've you heard get to a Big Twelve yeah. crew instead of an SEC that's crew right. in that game. That's right.
7: Yeah. right. So I mean, Alabama was given a gift in that game, and everybody knows it. I'd agree with you. But <laughs> uh, you know, Arkansas is a good team. I think a lot of problem with Arkansas is when they start putting. KJ Jefferson and Heisman talked, that was a bad deal. Same thing with Rocket Sanders. They're not Heisman well, where, quality
4: athletes where, yet. Where did you see this?
7: Oh, they started talking that at the beginning of the year. They were sports, not on your show, but there were other Arkansas sportscasters that were saying, yeah, KJ Jefferson should be a Heisman candidate. And that was, when you start boosting those guys' heads like that, I do believe. That as you know, the, they start playing, people start thinking they're better than the heck they actually are. Arkansas is a good, solid team. They're going to win at least probably four more games.
1: Well, a Longhorn
4: fan would know about thinking you're better than you are. That's for sure. Yeah, boy, the the condescension is just dripping through the phone right now. I have to turn this off. I can't listen to it anymore. I'm sorry. If anyone's an expert on thinking you're better than you are, I mean, Brian is, is on. I mean, dear God, it, on his throne. Oh, you know, you've got a nice little team there, but we're we're Texas. We're we're great. We're four and two. That was a long nose. He was looking down at us. Yes, indeed, he was. Absolutely. Now, maybe, maybe, the, maybe just maybe, um, OU's really bad. That could be also a possibility because they got housed again. This is the one day of the year, as you know. I will root for Texas, and
1: uh, uh, yeah. They, well, they congratulations. Took, <laughs> <laughs> now I don't go as far
4: as the burn orange, but they
1: they took care of business today. That so. is the
4: that is the worst blowout uh, OU's uh, taken in that uh, rivalry game. I believe I saw flash across the screen forty nine 0
0: Bless Oof. their hearts. Yeah.
4: Surely, when those two
1: teams join a real league uh, here in a couple of years, surely the SEC or Jerry Jones or somebody will do something about playing that at the dreadful old Cotton Bowl and move do that to Arlington.
4: Yeah, we'll see. Surely, yeah. that's
1: not. I will to just tell you, that stadium is not up to an SEC standard. That no. may be a palace in the Big 12. That <laughs> may be a double-wide stadium in the Big 12, but that is not going to cut it in our league. No. So, uh, I bet that game gets moved
4: out of there just – the SEC don't want anything to do with that. So. Pete is in Cave City. Hi, Pete. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? We're doing all right.
5: Uh, I just feel like people have got to calm down, man. I feel like this team uh, coming into the season, I feel like we were kind of uh, blowing a little bit of smoke up our butts uh, with the coaches and stuff. Uh, I mean – we're a lot better than we were with Chad Morris. And I feel like the I feel like the fans have just gotta calm down and realize that. I mean we're we're two and a half years into this thing with uh with uh, uh Sam Pittman, you know, technically with the with the COVID year. And everybody's just gotta calm down. I mean we lost three games last year. I mean we're 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 not dead in the water. Everybody's just gotta calm down and just take a breath. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. I hear you, you, Pete. And, you know, Tommy, I, I hate to do this. I hate to bring um, perspective and ration to, to the forefront, but here we are. I was looking this up. Today was uh, Pittman's 29th game as head coach. Mm-hmm. He's 15 and 14. Okay. Through 29 games, Bobby Petrino was 16 and 13. So there's, you know, one game either way, and they've got the same record, more or less. Bielema, who was – Did I
1: bring up the Auburn game a couple of years yeah, ago?
4: Yeah, that, that's – that's yes. <laughs> Bielema was 11-18, and 18 and Chad Morris never got to his 29th game. He was fired after 22. So, there you go. A little perspective. And then another thing that's been kind of just – that I don't understand is how can you as a uh, as a fan say they're going to get beat all week, and then when they get beat, you're pissed? <laughs> like with, with two backup quarterbacks I don't understand that. Yeah. Like they I I we came on the air uh talking about this. They met your expectations. You didn't give them a chance at all all week. I thought that might play into Pittman's hand a little bit by using some motivation from within his own state because nobody on the internet gave them a chance and then they didn't win and now everybody's upset. That's college football for you right there. That's what it is.
1: I mean, on paper in some ways they they played well enough to win. They couldn't get the ball across the magic line enough. But, you know, 241 rushing, 242 passing, that's pretty pretty balanced offense, I'd say. I mean, you got, you know, 500 yards of offense. I mean, th- those are the kind of numbers that should get you there. They didn't get blown out on paper. They got blown out on the scoreboard. Yeah. But, you know, special teams, penalties, uh, those those things hampered their chances to win. And, and the game, in my opinion, changed when you got to the goal line. Third and third and goal, Hornsby misses a an open Matt Landers on a just going to the front pylon to the right, and then you you bring uh, what was it a binion in for his first run of the day, goes <laughs> right in and kind of looked like a tentative run on the first run, and you know you could armchair quarterback that all you want, say so, well maybe Rocket should have carried it. I think everyone would have known Rocket was going to to do that if, if you have him back there, but uh, that that's you know where they they could have maybe tighten the collar on the dogs today and
3: maybe gotten to think about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Enemy Lines in Starkville, Mississippi is presented by Mock Legal Solutions.
4: Back at it here, a hog reaction. 866-285-4005, 40-17, Mississippi State over Arkansas. Today, Tommy Kraft standing by at Randall Ford in Fort Smith on this uh, Saturday evening now.
1: Before we go any further, though, I think it is important to point out to the audience that uh, with twelve thirty-one left in the third quarter, Vanderbilt twenty, Ole Miss seventeen. Ouch! But we'll, they're never going to win again. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll keep posting on that. Jimmy Haas is here with us on a. I can't. I don't think you can find a finer day weather-wise. Uh, sure was a pretty day to lose a football game. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, it's been. It's like <laughs> this is like one of them five perfect days of the year. Winds not too too much, it's not too hot, it's not too cold. I mean, this is why we love October right here.
6: Exactly right. You know, as as much as I hate losing a uh, Razorback game when the Hogs lose, um, it's even worse to be a Sooner fan. Oh. I mean, Texas literally had purple undershirts under their uniforms today just to, to guarantee that win because they'd lost back-to-back to teams with purple. So the Longhorns, or at least rumor has it, Longhorns put purple on underneath their, uh, their uniforms today, well, and they smoked them. Hey, don't worry. If you're, a, if you're an OU fan, you've still got
1: Kansas on your schedule, so don't worry. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, Kansas is good this year. Uh, hey, tell us what's going on. you got a huge uh, inventory of pre-owns, over 225, I think is what it says yeah. here, and a variety of things, whether you want a heavy-duty diesel, three-quarter, half-ton. You know, you need something for work, I mean, like real work stuff we don't know anything about, like getting dirty work. Right. Or if you need something that, uh, hey, got a kid or a grandkid, or I just need something that's budget-friendly, you you got all ends of the spectrum.
6: You know, Tommy, we really do. Um, we we have several uh, several new cars on the ground that just uh, arrived yesterday, as a matter of fact, some some new F-150s. Uh, we, you know, we have a luxury because we do have some new vehicles in stock, whether it's an F-150, if you're looking for Explorers. We, uh, as a matter of fact, I sold a, uh, a new Explorer today, so we have one Less than what we had, but you know our inventory is our inventory has been okay. The others, uh, you'll drive them around and you'll see a lot of empty, uh, empty uh, room on their lots. But at Randall, we, you know, the front is full. We have vehicles in the back. So if you don't see what you're looking for up front, just go on our website. Check our website out at randallford.com because chances are, if they're not up front, they will be in the back. And you know, the, the one of the other things that we have going for us is. They're going to stand behind this vehicle. Um, You know, and it's one of the things that Bradford, when he hired me in, he said, one of the things you'll find out about this dealership, Jimmy, is if there's an issue with a vehicle, a pre-owned vehicle that we sell, we're going to stand behind it. You know, 45 days from now, you know, two months from now, if there's an issue with that, we're going to stand behind it. We haven't been in business for 114 years to turn our backs on customers. And so that's one of the things that I really like, you know, like and enjoy about this dealership. Pricing? Uh, you know, in the way they take care of them after after the sale.
1: Hey, everybody's concerned about interest rates, but mm-hmm. Ford's doing some special things. I mean, you're seeing seven, eight percent for people with right. good credit right now, right. and right now Ford's got some stuff on on new on new vehicles under three percent.
6: You're exactly right. You know, and I'll just I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, Steve Bateman and his and his uh, beautiful wife Janie come in today, and they bought a brand new uh, Explorer from us, two point nine percent interest for sixty months. Absolutely loved it. Got his payments right where he wanted. And Ford's only doing that just because, you know, the, the interest rates are so high. Um, and, and, you know, as we all know, they'll, they'll come back down eventually. But right now Ford's stepping up before the federal, you know, interest rates start coming down. And they're doing it themselves. 2.9 on several select models. All you got to do is combine by see us. All right, uh, Jimmy's here. Y'all here till six? Six o'clock, right. and then we're till the last customer's taken care of.
1: All right, uh, so come see Jimmy this afternoon. I've been busy, and uh, now's a good time to kind of slide in here before dinner or whatever you got going on, Derek, because uh, it's a perfect day. I mean, I'm just I'm inside, I'm comfortable in here, but I think I could be more comfortable actually if I had a long enough uh, Ethernet cord to go outside to do the show right now.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh, beautiful day out there, um, as um, some people maybe. Got outside before the game ended maybe earlier on today. I'm not sure. But um, I was looking at some of these scores here. So, number seven's losing right now, Oklahoma State. Uh, Number 11, Utah's losing right now by three. Uh, Ohio State's winning. They're number three. And Ole Miss, number nine, as you mentioned, is uh, currently trailing by three to the Vanderbilt Commodores early in the third quarter. Wait, there's some
1: people in the back that didn't hear. Say that again.
4: Uh, Vanderbilt 20, Ole Miss 17. Thank you. Third quarter. Don't get us thrown out of there. Now come on. <laughs> no. I mean, who's rooting for anybody in here rooting for Ole Miss?
1: No, not not. Okay, up. good. All right. There's all right. A Tennessee it's Rocky's a Tennessee guy. We got some nobody's rooting for Ole Miss. Okay. So I think we're we're all good with Vanderbilt winning. Okay. Everybody's all hands are in the air here.
4: So all right. All right. And remember, uh, we had a, a, a an expert uh, earlier uh, call in and say they are never going to win again. Uh George is up 21 to 3 on Auburn late in the third quarter. So you got the Auburn game still coming up later on on the well, schedule
1: that's interesting because uh some people might find that 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 that, that spread a little inter- interesting at 21 to 3 because uh it's 29 and a half at least it yeah. was yesterday so yeah georgia might have some more work to do in some people's
4: opinion so yeah yes uh, if, if you made a little investment uh, yeah they have they do have some more work to do as far as arkansas goes like i know that, that everybody wants to win every game and all that stuff and I've said many times, when they lose, you feel like they'll never win again. And when you win, you'll feel like they'll never lose again. But I do, before I make many giant judgments on trajectory, I would like to see them go to Auburn following a bye week and getting some of these some of these players that are out back in the lineup. That's what I would like to see. Maybe, maybe call me old-fashioned for wanting to see all 12 games before I make um, big reactions to the trajectory of the program, Tommy, but... That's the, that's the first thing on my mind.
1: So, wait. You're saying it's not fair to judge the coaches and the program and where we're headed for the next, you know, two to three, four years based on this game without your starting quarterback, your All-American safety who's done for the year, about three other people in the secondary. Um,
4: you're, you're saying those things I, should be factored into the, ca- to the equation? Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> call me crazy. But yeah. uh, I, I just – I, I want to see – I need more information uh, on this particular season before, you know, big big well, questions are asked, I think.
1: What we need to see is hopefully a healthy K.J. Jefferson. Hopefully when Sam Pittman visits with the media again on Monday, he'll give us the word early. You know, he meets, what, at noon or so <laughs> is traditionally the time that the word is out, and, and he doesn't keep it a secret that K.J.'s been cleared and he's planning to play this Saturday. Um, I think you're not. it's not like you're going to trick BYU if uh, – if you hold that information and try to play games with that. I need to see a much better performance with him. I, I don't think there's very many teams in the country that are going to get better with a backup quarterback. It's very, very rare to happen. So the idea that Arkansas was going to be okay today against a, a team that's you know about even with them at third place, I just think was, was pie in the sky. I, I believe if K.J. plays today, they'd have won if he was you know just playing his normal game.
4: Yeah, and I see both sides of this because obviously, uh, you know, it's it's um, it's it's hard to do what they tried to do today with the backup quarterback and all that stuff. But at the same time, there is frustration because the defense is making some of the same mistakes over and over and over again. And there were some special team snafus today. They finally got the right punter in the game with Reed Bauer. Um, Cam Little hits a 51-yard field goal. That's good, but you know, kickoff out of bounds you know, the the snafu with Green on the uh, opening kickoff of the second half. They're uh, – that, that – um, if if you're, if you're struggling in one or two phases and you're rock solid at special teams, you feel like you can lean on that a little bit, but they've had some – they've been up and down.
3: Yeah.
1: KJ's not going to be cleared to play at safety or corner, so he's not going to help you there. But I do think he is a rising tide that lifts all the boats on the team. I do think the defense plays better when they know – their quarterback is over there. Um, I just think he's that dynamic for this whole team. So while he's not going to line up and deflect any passes, I do think he's a he has that effect on, on everyone that steps on that field that they feel more confident in what that team's going to do when they know
3: number one's out there. This is Hog Reaction live at Randall Ford, 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. Jefferson gives it to Sanders straight ahead, fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas. Behind enemy lines in Starkville, Mississippi is presented by Mock Legal Solutions.
4: Hog Reaction continues here. Tommy Kraft at Randall Ford in Fort Smith. Derek Ruskett in the studio. Ray is on the phone in Harrison. Hello, Ray.
5: Okay, guys, how are you? First of all, I want to move ahead from Mississippi State and look to uh, next week, and I want to give you a bold prediction.
3: Okay. Arkansas
5: can beat BYU if they run the ball, and here's what I'm basing that on. Look at Utah State. The Aggies only lost 36-28 to to BYU. The Aggies are 1-4, by the way. They've only beaten UConn. They only lost 38-26 to BYU because they ran the ball on them and Arkansas, if they can run the ball effectively with or without KJ next week, they can beat BYU. We know they can beat Auburn looking at this today. I'm not sure about Missouri, but I think so. Liberty. Yeah. LSU. Yeah. It's not over, but we need to move past this. And I know that Sam Pittman and you know, his crew will look at films of Utah State, and if we play like they did, we're going to get a win and get back on the winning track. And that's all I got.
4: All right, thank you, Ray. I have a hard time believing that Arkansas won't be able to push around BYU with this offensive line and this running game next week, Tommy. I think they'll have success there.
1: Oh, but Derek, the elevation—that you know—that you know, that, that's already going to be the the talking point, right? The reason we can't win. How many calls do we take between our two shows about? The elevation, and I, I bet you most well, people couldn't tell you the elevation in Provo, Utah.
4: I'm going to look that up right now, so I'm ready for this. See, you got to you got to prepare for these sorts of things. You're I'm going five, there. Do you like, know?
1: I think it's 4,900 feet, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <pour that up. laughs>
4: 4551, yes,
1: sir. I was pretty close.
4: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we'll give you we'll give you both showcases on the yeah. uh, prices. Right, I think. Yeah.
1: So, I, I I'm with. Ray, and you, I, I think Arkansas can and I think they will win next week. I am in. Inter- I am going to root for them because they are playing Notre Dame uh, tonight. <laughs> so, I mean, we will be rooting, we, uh, right? We're all rooting for BYU tonight. Of course. Everybody we, except We are all, Arns, we are all Mormons Arns. tonight, yes. Yes, except Arns. Yes. Uh, so, we will be rooting for BYU against Notre Dame. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think uh, kind of like in a horse race, you, know, you have step up in class, and you, you know you have different grades to stakes races. And I don't understand maiden special weight and maiden claiming and all that. But you know there's classes to race, kind of kind of like we have classes to high school football. Doesn't mean a 4A team can't beat a 7A team, but you know I think we'd all agree BYU's, you know, not in the the big boy league. So I mean, in, based on class, Arkansas should be able on paper to go win that game.
4: Yeah. And the, the the issue is defensively they've got to figure out a way to slow down that. They can't score more than thirty. When Pittman teams, Tommy, when they give up thirty or more, they're like one in twelve now in uh in the Sam Pittman era. So that's kind well, that's they, the they magic healthy, number. Though. Gotta get healthy. That's true. I uh, mean,
1: that's not coaching. That's just uh that's just
8: football.
4: No. D H is on the phone in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, D H.
8: Hey, good afternoon,
4: guys. Hi. How you doing? We're doing well. What's up?
8: So, you know, I'm an Arkansas graduate, so I, I love the university. Um, but when you look at, look at this program, the, the key to success in the SEC is going to be line play. So when you look at our line play, look at the offensive line and look at the defensive line. So let's start with the offensive line. So today you've got a couple of situations where you're at the goal line and you can't punch the ball in. And you can't punch the ball in – because we're not getting any significant push from the line play. you got their cornerbacks crashing on the, on, the, on the periphery. That just blows the play up. DeBingham was one of them, and I think there was – I forget who the other running back was when they tried the other running back. But our line play has to improve. Offensive line is not getting pushed. Offensive line has uh, penalties that's killing drives. Now let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And, and and believe me, I think the kids play hard. I think they're um, they're committed to the program. These kids play hard, so it's not an effort issue. But I think clearly there's a talent deficit. If you look at the talent on Arkansas line play, offense and defensive, you're going to find you're going to be hard pressed to find guys that could play for the elite teams in the SEC. You just don't have many elite level talent. Let's look at the defensive line. We knew that Will Rogers, very accurate quarterback. He's going to sit back there, and today was like seven on seven. I mean, it was it was hard to watch. There was no pressure on this man. He could just sit back and just pick you apart. Just surgical precision picking you apart.
1: They now, I stop guess watching if you seven start
8: on seven the game they stop with eventually. a rush three drop eight. But eventually, you, it's a game of adjustments. Yeah. You've got to make adjustments. You've got to adjust. You've you got to put pressure. you got to kill Spike. Incredible linebacker. Played at Auburn. Played professionally. And he has the same sentiment. This man knows football. You've got several people. They know football. Yeah. We've got to hold our coaches accountable. Our coaches have to do a better job of getting each young man in positions to succeed. Well, I believe our players are committed to the program. He's a good kid. They give great effort, but you've got to give put them in positions where they can succeed. They are not going to succeed rushing three and
4: dropping eight against a accurate quarterback. We got to leave it there, DH. Thank you so. Thank you, sir, for your phone call. Well, that's it for Hog Reaction. Tommy Kraft at Randall Ford, Derek Ruskin here. Forty to seventeen, Mississippi State wins it today. Much more Monday on the Morning Rush Halftime in Ruskett and Zach. Have a good weekend, everybody.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
7: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are The Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.